Hello, and welcome to Some Kind of Movie, the Mildly Please podcast where we talk about a movie and find out exactly what kind of movie it is. We are Sean Lemming, John Otney, Colin Westman, Matt Kirstens, and we're going to talk about the Avengers Endgame. And it's very controversial to talk about that because this is the movie that everyone is worried about spoilers for, for some reason. The one I've, movie? I've never seen the <laughs> internet so uh, militarized about prosecuting people who put spoilers out. I think there's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, it's the end of the Avengers. The advertising was super ambiguous and vague, so we didn't know anything. And then the previous movie, it seems like they wrote themselves into a corner and there's nowhere to go. So I think that's what set up this huge spoiler frenzy. Where do you guys um, come down on spoilers? Are you guys okay with reading a spoiler or two, or do you like actively try to avoid them? I feel like it's pretty easy to actively avoid them, but like, I'm, if you're, I don't know, if you're if you're putting yourself in positions to see spoilers, you shouldn't be mad. <laughs> I agree. For me, it's just don't use Twitter. That's the main thing. <laughs> just don't go there it's not safe there's landmines everywhere i've personally had the like the mindset that good storytelling should rely on more than just surprising you and and you should like if it's something you like you should want to see it more than once so spoilers shouldn't matter that much but i've softened on being so edgy about that i don't think I don't care about spoilers for the storytelling. It's just that's part of the fun is being yeah, surprised. Totally. But I don't think that has anything to do with it being a good movie or not. Um, that said, I think we're going to go into spoilers pretty quick. Right I guess we can have a quick... <laughs> Thor's fat! Want... Thor's <laughs> fat! Okay. We're in. <laughs> um, and so that brings us to sort of the first uh, section of the movie which is um, the, the aftermath of uh, Thanos snapping away half of life in the universe. And um, the, the first big surprise that I did not have spoiled for me was that the Avengers that are left um, immediately go and lop Thanos' head off, and then it skips ahead <laughs> five years. Uh, and I was way into that. I think if you guys read my Infinity War review, I was worried that there wasn't going to be enough sad stuff in this movie. <laughs> so I was way into that being the first hour of the movie. What were your guys' uh, feelings on love that? Love it. Like it? Love it? <laughs> Gotta have it. No, Thanos sucks. So yeah, <laughs> just, just like lopped Thor. his head off. I didn't see it coming. It kind of had a Snoke-like effect for me in that moment, you know, where I didn't see a hilarious death coming. Uh, and the fact that it happened so early on, you're like, oh, fuck, there's like, like two two hours and, you know, 50 minutes left. <laughs> and, like, it, on one hand, it was like, oh, that's so cool. I have no idea where this is going. But at the same time, like, I'm worried because, like, I don't know where the momentum is. You know, like, I feel like well, there's mm -hmm. just nothing to do now, right? So that's that's it, right? Like, excited, but also, like, I was worried that the movie might lag without Thanos being there. I mean, this is part of, like, I always say when I watch a Star Wars movie for the first time, it's, like, super stressful. I get that. <laughs> and, yeah, you do. <laughs> and so, 
I kind of, I kind of felt like I was looking forward to this movie like a lot, and so I was, uh, so when I'm looking forward to a movie like that, I'm very like, do I like this? Do I like this? Like the whole time, you know. <laughs> and and so that's how I felt. Like I liked that, but then I was like, oh, yeah, like John, I was like, what, 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 what? Because <laughs> like as soon as I, as soon as I saw him like picking up his little fruit soup ingredients, <laughs> hobbling around, I'm like. They're going to kill him. Like, he's... What? Like, you know... He sucks. And he seemed pretty okay with it. Yeah, he won. Plus, it's like... Captain Marvel is going to, like, defeat anyone, anytime, any place. Doesn't even fucking matter. She doesn't give a shit. She's just like, boom, you dead. Boom, you dead. Do we want to touch on Captain Marvel now or later? Because I see a lot of people online critical of Captain Marvel's uh, role in the film. Yeah, I, I think we might as well get into that now. I would just like to remind people that this movie was made before they even had made <laughs> Black Panther. Like, Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Captain Marvel were all written and shot before, or after Endgame had already gone into production. Um, so I definitely get that they're like, maybe everyone's going to hate Captain Marvel. And then we've got <laughs> this, like, Last Avengers movie that's all Captain Marvel. I was happy with... I mean, I'm not a huge Captain Marvel. I don't know. I, I, I like the movie fine. She's just kind of boring to me. Um, so I didn't really care that she was in it. I like that she was in it, but I didn't really care that she wasn't in it. I think the thing much. that probably bugs some people is that, the first, first of all, they felt the need to get that movie out before Avengers. And also that Infinity War ends with Nick Fury calling her it's like oh well this is what they gotta do this is the only way to get out of this so that seems like that was a little misleading so i can get why people got like their hopes up but at the same time like i didn't care like i feel like the explanation that like she's got a whole universe to defend is good enough for me because it's you know it's not like every planet has an avengers team defending that planet for whatever's going on there so i was fine with it I think there's two things at play with Captain Marvel. One, like, don't undersell the fact that she did save Tony and Nebula's lives right at the start of the movie. That's pretty important because this is Tony Stark's movie and he could have just died. That's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> also, she's so powerful that it seems like Captain Marvel movies are going to need her to have emotional stakes instead of, like, a cosmic threat to worry about. And that would have been really forced in this because it's about the original six Avengers. Like, she doesn't have an emotional investment in Earth or any of the people on it except for Nick Fury. I do contemplate whether or not they needed to make that movie when they made it or if they could have waited till after Avengers to make that movie. Seems like a better idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just thought, like, we need to have one movie that stars a woman superhero. Let's just sneak it in at the end. So we <laughs> technically didn't make a 22-movie series that stars no women. I think that actually probably yeah. is a huge part of it. It was also super delayed. The movie being finished? Yeah, I think originally, like, when they put out their, like, here's our map of movies, like Black Panther and Captain Marvel was like coming out around the time of age of ultron and they just got bumped back further and further um as other movies got more popular like i think guards of the galaxy 2 moved up because the first guardians was more popular 
and they just kept shifting it. I think the way I think the way they should have done it was they don't have that scene at the end of Infinity War where Nick Fury calls Captain Marvel, and then Captain Marvel only shows up at the end of Endgame, not the beginning. You can have like mm. I don't know is is a Sean Gunn's character from Guardians of the Galaxy dusted? Like could he show up at his big junker or whatever? Some <laughs> guardian. It didn't have yeah. to be her. Like. It also seemed weird that, like, Nick Fury had no part in this movie, like, at all. Like, do they hate him or something? I mean, hasn't he gotten enough screen time in the last 20 movies? No, I know, but, like, 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 he's not involved at all, like, at all. Like Sean was saying, they gotta (laughs) concentrate on the core team in this one. No, and I'm not saying he needs to be, like, a main character. It seems like he would have been in those, like, conversations at the very beginning or something. Oh, but he was dusted. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Sorry. I can't. Yeah, keep track and it's and it's like it would have been weird to see fucking seventy year old Samuel Jackson run around with everyone else in that big final battle. <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> Who is the weird. oldest Avenger? Is it is is it just Robert Downey Jr.? It's gotta be. It's like... Yeah. Unless you're counting like Michael Douglas. <laughs> mm, you didn't really do any avenging. He, he was no, right? but he has a super suit. Yeah. Uh, so let's get back to um, like our, you know, our the leftovers um, aspect of the movie. Um, the, it actually it starts with uh, before um, Tony gets rescued. There's the scene with uh, with Hawkeye and his family. And you see he's been um, enjoying retirement, and then his whole family disappears. Did anybody actually care about his whole I'm a badass vigilante side plot? It didn't I mean, seem like a very long side plot. Yeah, right? I kind of would have liked to know more <laughs> what was going on with him. Yeah, they kind of just showed him killing that guy, and then he's like, okay, Black Widow's like, stop doing this. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> How many people has he just like killed because they seemed evil? Uh, I guess you hear you do hear that one like report or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't even catch I didn't even think about that. And I liked that opening a lot. I thought that was really creepy. It was. It was people in my theater didn't know that the movie had started. (laughs) What did they what did they think that was? (laughs) Well, because it just like starts trailer, a commercial for all day. Yeah. I loved it. And then cue Dear Mr. Fantasy by Traffic for some reason. (laughs) I think it's just because anytime you go to the Guardian's ship, you got to play a pop song. I think you're right. Also, like, Marvel's like the ultimate fantasy, so it's like, is it like Fantasy King? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you get it, John. Um, So, yeah, there's there's the one Avenger that we... Like, I know he's getting a TV show, but who knows if we're ever really going to care about Hawkeye, <laughs> if he'll ever be in one of these movies again. Um, I just feel like the writers had no interest in coming up with a story with him, because, like, for Civil War and Age of Ultron, the story was he's got a family to protect, and this one's like, well, now he doesn't have a family to protect, but he's still just killing people. He seems pretty one-note for a guy with a, like, amusing power of perfect aim yeah, at I everything i think they just never knew what to do with hawkeye but you just had to have hawkeye because he's been on like every avengers lineup you know just always there 
because it'd be weird not to have him. I thought it was fine. I like I like seeing Hawkeye because it's like I, for for me Hawkeye's like he's just like the regular guy. He's like the least superpower guy, <laughs> even though he's still pretty incredible in what he can accomplish. But I'm like I I could be Hawkeye if I really worked at it. It's funny he has that rep because Natasha literally has no. Uh, she went she to like Russian assassin day. school or whatever. <laughs> I'm sure Hawkeye just like went to the circus or something, right? He probably went to like, he's probably like Wriggling <laughs> Brothers, like the Wriggling Brothers dropout. Iron Man also doesn't have any powers. He's just super smart and good he's at tech. Super, super rich smart. is his power. Yeah. Uh, I think the other big character for the the first part of the movie is Thor. Um, he's a character who has been like on a, a warrior journey, like through all the movies. He's always trying to get revenge and be worthy of being a king. And uh, this is this is set five years after he's lost all of that. He has no real kingdom to look after. He has no person to pursue revenge against anymore. And so for the first time, he gets to, like, choose his own path in life. And what he likes to do is eat badly and drink a lot of beer and play Fortnite. I could just see, like, imagine all, like, the dudes out in the audience be like, yes, this no, this character's now me. <laughs> like I was saying, like, this is going to be, like, a popular Halloween costume next year. Like, this low-effort fat <laughs> Thor. It's like, yes, now I don't have to. I could be fat Thor. I just love how they, they like, he stayed fat I even to the final yeah. battle. Oh, like, like, because he looks pretty badass with his, like, fat armor on. Like, he looks like his dad. <laughs> yeah. You know, he looks like his a... His beard all braided. Yeah, his burly-ass warrior, yeah. Now, I've been reading a lot of people <laughs> think that this is fat-shaming. How do you guys respond to that? Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> I think, or, like, what happens when you eat poorly and are depressed? I think the, I think the thing is, like, yeah, well, they're like, oh, they did a really bad job of, like, this is how someone goes through, like, PTSD. So, I don't know. The way I was thinking about it is, like, Thor is, like, fat, and, like, people do, you know, throw some fat jokes his way, but, like, he totally, like, owns it by the end of the movie. Like, he's not, like, like he puddles himself together, and, yeah, he's fat, but he's still, like, a great hero, and I don't know. I feel like he accomplishes so much. It doesn't even matter. There's a couple fat jokes, but it's it's more just about that, like, he's given up, and, like, yeah. this is how it physically expresses himself. I mean... Also, I think fat jokes are different when you're a physically perfect human being who's <laughs> yeah. been physically perfect for 1,500 years. Yeah. And, like, doesn't have any health risk to being overweight. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel like part of fat shaming is, like, making fun of something that's, like, intrinsically a part of someone's identity. But it's not really the case with Thor because he just, like, <laughs> stop being super ripped. I also feel like excess is very in tune with like Vikings and like Norse mythology of like guys <laughs> eating like giant turkey legs and like all this wine and beer. Like it, that's what like those kind of dudes do, you know? They conquer yeah. and then they feast. They usually, yeah, they usually burn it all off. But he's not burning anything playing Fortnite. Like remember Thor? Even like one of the Warrior Three friends he had was uh, like a big fat guy with a yeah, beard. Yeah, sort of just Stevenson turning into plays. him. <laughs> Failed Marvel star Ray yeah. Stevenson. Remember, he was Punisher in Punisher Warzone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got to be Fat Viking. Wow. 
And I was all about my boy Korg making his love Korg. Love him. At Korg and Meek. So good. So good. I was. I like how he's having trouble with the bully on Fortnite. Yeah, he's so nice. What was the bully's name? Something 69. It was like Noob Master. 69. So good. I was really hoping there'd be a post credit scene where they go and find him. Dude, Master 69. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's the whole plot of As Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Oh, yeah. You're trying to get the uh, the Jane Silent Bob Strike Back ending. Yeah. <laughs> Adventures Endgame. <laughs> but the, the thing about new Asgard that disappointed me is that Valkyrie is, like, legit there hanging out, and they don't think to include her in more of the movie. Mm. I think it's just because they gotta. They have too many people. They gotta like keep it to the main team. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have like at least one person like man in the control station though. They could have Valkyrie doing that. Not that there's anything to control, but <laughs> she's good at machines. She's got like the kingdom to rule. Oh, we didn't talk about Professor Hulk. Yeah. How about that? I like that in this timeline um, where everyone is depressed. Um, the two guys who seem most likely to be depressed, Tony and Bruce, are actually doing super well. Um, like I love that scene at the diner with mm-hmm. Professor Hulk beating his fans and just being happy. I heard some people, some people, that said that by him becoming Professor Hulk, it made Hulk less interesting and Bruce Banner less interesting, and I think that's bullshit. Because, like, it took away, like, the struggle of, like, what Hulk, like, represents. Like, Can he have new struggles? Like, I don't know about you guys, but personally, like, I like seeing Hulk, like, smash stuff, I guess. But he's such a douchebag. I like to actually like Hulk. Like, like, oh, cool. He's, like, likable now and funny and not just, like, a guy who beats up his own teammates. I don't like to see that. (laughs) I like to see teamwork. You get that when they go back in time to the Avengers and you see OG Hulk and he's so pissed that he doesn't get to take the elevator. It's, it's super yeah. frustrating because he, he doesn't help the team in that way. Like, you know, he's a burden. Yeah, he fucks it up. He fucks everything up. I feel like Hulk has been conflicted for enough movies. I'm sure at this point they just realize, like, we can't just keep having him have the same struggle because i mean it like in the last movie it it didn't seem like it was really much of an arc well yeah and and if this is the end of the original six characters stories might as well bring it full circle yeah it's got to be an end for the hulk it can't just be he still struggles with that also like i've looked at a lot of people's lists of the mcu and the incredible hulk is either in last place or in second to last place on everyone's list. Nobody wants a movie about conflicted Hulk. Yeah. Is it, do you really like it that much? Do you want to bring back Edward Norton? God, it's weird to imagine all these movies with Edward Norton. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a team player. I thought Mark Ruffalo was too nice to do the role, but that's exactly what the character needed. Edward Norton seems yeah. like he's mad already, or at least annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's this like a great manic energy to his performance in thor ragnarok and infinity war um that i like that he sort of tempers down as professor hulk because he's got 
Hulk's confidence and Banner's intellect. It's the best of both worlds. And eats a lot of pancakes. He's like, oh, I'm not going to finish these eggs. Taking selfies. That selfie, for me, that selfie scene, funniest scene in the movie. I think it was my favorite. He's just so weird. <laughs> this guy wants to take it, huh? Yeah? You, you? I felt so embarrassed. <laughs> it's so funny that he's like the superhero of this post-apocalyptic world. Like, everyone else is just depressed and lonely. He's out there living that superhero life. Um, does anyone else want to talk about this part of the movie before? I, I, I just like it that they slowed things down because like my biggest problem with infinity war was it just, I just got so much whiplash going from character to character and storyline to storyline. And it was just like a lot to take in. And uh, uh, that's kind of why that movie doesn't like work. Like, or at least a lot of it just, I don't know. It feels way too jumbled for me. Yeah, I feel like all the early reviews I read were like, oh, the, you know, the first hour was pretty slow, but it's like, but... I, I don't know. I liked I it liked that it. it was slower. It was slow, yeah. but, like, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. I, ne- I needed to know all of these things. <laughs> you, know? you, you gotta have a, you know, like a feeling of there being like an aftermath and grieving yeah. and stuff. And I, exactly. I, I don't know. It, it felt weirdly real for a, for a Marvel movie, which I think was a, a good way to take it. I love that scene of Ant-Man after Ken Jong lets him out, um, yes. <laughs> like wandering through San Francisco, and he finds that huge memorial to all the people that disappeared and yeah. those it decrepit houses. It weird to me there. that like nobody's picking up the garbage. That's what I was going to say. Do you guys think memorial. the world would fall apart this much? Half the people is a, a lot, lot of people. That's a lot. Of people. That's still like what? How many people are in the world? Like seven billion or something? That's yeah. Like you know a good amount. But I mean like what? But like. I just don't think that they would build a memorial like that if they're not even bothering to pick up the garbage. That's a really good point. Well, I mean, but maybe that's because there are just parts of the city where people don't live anymore because there aren't enough people in San Francisco to justify uh, the whole island anymore. That's a good counterpoint. It's got to do wonders for the rent there, though. There's just parts where you don't go. I mean, I guess i got to think about, like, hey, like... Living near like parts, there's parts of Seattle where trash just sits on the ground. Sometimes it's like, yeah, it's just what it's like. Like our sanitation isn't the best where we live. If, if half the people were dead, it probably would get a little worse <laughs> or better. Okay, um, so the second act of the movie um, is probably the one that will end up bothering me in the future, but right now I'm all about it. <laughs> Uh, and it's the time heist. Um, and it, it's it's especially going to bother me because they show actual years. And once you do that, the whole Marvel timeline unravels. Just none of it makes sense. Um, because they say, like, the Avengers takes place in 2012. And they say Spider-Man Homecoming takes place eight years after the Avengers. Which puts in 2020. <laughs> which <laughs> doesn't make sense for anything because we know the snap happens in 2018. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm is, there, go. is there a I'm way that talk. they could have solved this? They could have just not put a year out. Wait, I'm confused. Like, so, which Spider-Man takes place in 2020? The new one? Oh, the old one, Spider-Man: Homecoming. The one that takes place right after Civil War. 2020. It says eight years later at the start of the movie. Oh, weird. Whatever. But maybe they're not human years. Maybe they're spider years. Yeah, spider years. Let's go with that. That was that's what I thought. 
But yeah, I, I am all about this part of the movie. <laughs> it's so fun. It, um, I think maybe this is the funniest Marvel movie, and a lot of the funniest parts are in this. It's just like... Because I was worried that it was going to be all the third act, like all the time. Battling, right. battling, battling. Yeah. So like the fact that there's so much sneaking around and <laughs> figuring things out, I was just like, ugh, I loved it. Um, and before they even go back in time, the movie just starts getting more fun once, like, Ant-Man introduces the idea of a time heist, and everyone's like, you you have no idea what you're talking about, your only frame of reference is Back to the Future. <laughs> Dude, let's not forget that rat that brought him back, right? MVP? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most important character. I love the scene when they're trying to figure out where to send people in time and they get Thor to stand up and describe the plot of Thor the Dark World. And and he's it's just a rambling mess and everyone's eyes glaze over and they like pat him on the back and sit him down and then they cut to Ant-Man and he's like totally smitten by the story. He loves it. He thinks it's the greatest thing he ever heard. I love that Thor the Dark World is like a really important part of this movie. <laughs> I like the jazzy music that plays, like it's a character in like an Ocean's Eleven movie explaining a heist or something. He's got sunglasses on. <laughs> He's like in sweatpants and stuff. Crocs. Um, really, only one of the times I feel like I was interested in though, and that was the Avengers New York. Because it's funny because they got not run into themselves, and old Captain America's a little bit of a dork, and the Hulk's <laughs> got to pretend it all smash. That was funny. Like I don't, I, I could actually no. I guess it was pretty funny when when they went to the planet with Star Lord. And he's doing the opening credit dance. Because I was pretty. We get to hear it without the yeah. soundtrack. Because yeah. I was pretty disappointed that it was Nebula and War Machine, the worst possible combination. But. <laughs> I, I've decided Nebula. If you're going to consider her an Avenger, is my second least favorite, just because she's so mean. Mm. this was a good movie for yeah, her though i liked the uh where they took the character although the fact that she killed her 2014 self and there appear to be no consequences for that is baffling <laughs> well didn't they they explain that like what you do in the past does not affect the future the future is its own thing. oh yeah because it's an alternate timeline that's right yeah, yeah so it's just an alternate realities nebula that was cool. I respect that they did that. It made it like, like, like that. Like, so you can do stuff like that. Yeah. It's not like hot tub time machine. <laughs> I will also say the opening scene of Tony and Nebula on the ship. I really liked where they're playing, um, what a paper football, whatever that <laughs> game is called. Yeah. And she's like, got this super intense expression. She wants to win. And then she does. And then she gives, uh, Tony her snacks because they're friends now um but going back to new york uh i loved that the hulk is the only avenger who has to get his time stone by persuading someone with a conversation like the strongest guy on the team and his brute strength is meaningless i thought that was a clever twist and i liked seeing tilda swinton again uh were you bothered that they didn't um, think more about like how they were gonna like their strategy seems kind of improvisational once they got there 
Like I, they they put a lot of time into when they needed to go to, but not necessarily how they're gonna go about it. It seems it just seemed a little sloppy. Like that was fun to watch, but it just surprised me. Um, I think they had a like a level of detail to their plan appropriate for each of the timelines they went to. Like it seemed like Cap and Ant Man and uh, Iron Man had a pretty good plan that just all fell apart because. Thor had to, or uh, Hulk had to take the stairs. Um, but like Natasha and Clint didn't have a plan at all because nobody knows what's going on on the Soulstone planet. Was that I couldn't remember in Infinity War. Was that just Guardians characters that went there, or was it just Thanos and Gamora? It was just Thanos and Gamora that went, and he threw Gamora off the cliff. And um, and so for me, the biggest knock against this movie is that they just did that again. They yeah, that was kind of found un- a way to uninteresting throw <laughs> Natasha off the cliff. She even like the shot of her being dead on the ground is like identical to the shot of Gamora being dead on the ground, which I'm sure is like. Un- I I was really hoping that when Cap goes back to give the stones to their proper places in time at the end of the movie. Then instead of him coming back, Natasha would have come back because he would have traded the stone for her life to get her back. I I, I would have been okay with them undoing that death. But would you guys have been okay with that? Well, would he have to die? No, I, I think... Because the deal is you trade a life for the stone. So I was wondering if you could trade a stone for the life. I mean, we're just, just this is all just assumptions now. You don't know how the stone works, Sean. I don't know how time travel works either. It's very confusing. I I just feel like she deserved better. She's the only like non-white dude in these movies for a long time. No, I was kind of pulling for Hawkeye to die instead. <laughs> I, don't, I think I also was like, ah, that's kind of a raw deal for that character. But I mean, I I oh, did well. understand like the. The motivations of both of them were very clear, and I felt like that was, like, uh, that whole fight. I'm thinking, like, what? I'm like debating, you know. <laughs> Not that I really had a root uh, interest in either of them, but yeah, I mean, they're, like, yeah. I was like, I understood why. Like, you know, this is Natasha's whole life for the last five years is trying to figure this out, so she really wants to do it. And like, it's like Hawkeye's got family, man. This is like his whole thing. Yeah, I agree with Nancy. I think in the end, the math makes sense that Hawkeye would be the one to live, you know, like a totally unbiased murder equation. <laughs> we all love math murder. Uh, especially because Hawkeye was not even in Infinity War, so he's getting really screwed on screen time for being one of the original Avengers. Mm-hmm. They should have just sent War Machine to the murder cliff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no one loves him, so it would never work. just wouldn't have the impact such a bummer decimate the iron man cast so you guys weren't feeling the war machine comic relief all his one-liners in this he just seems like he's being a dick he just seems like he's being a dick it doesn't sound like he's like being that funny it's because he is a dick he's He's really mean his whole role is being a buzzkill That's what he does in these movies. That's his job. 
What about the uh, the other guys in New York? The uh, the plan to steal the staff and the cosmic cube. Pretty good. It's a good, like, nice American ass and all that. Did stuff. we see those Hydra agents in the original Avengers movie? I don't remember. You don't. I mean, those guys you've seen so, like, in Soldier. the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, like I, I, you know, Crossbones was there, but like there wasn't a scene in Avengers 2012, right, where those guys showed up with the briefcase. That was new and everything. Yeah, that was all new. Although you did see Sitwell, the uh, the bald guy, he was on the um, the helicarrier earlier in the movie, that twenty twelve Avengers. Well, yeah, I really enjoyed that, especially the fact that Captain America goes into the elevator and all he has to do is say "Hell Hydra," because how would they? They would have never thought that he would have known that. It's perfect. Like you're expecting something like a fight, and then but no. Well, especially because it's like shot for shot and the same people as the Winter Soldier elevator yeah. scene. Like they do the exact same set. It's almost the same dialogue. That's so good. And then they get down to the the bottom floor, and uh, and Alexander Pierce is there, Robert Redford, and maybe his last role ever. <laughs> it was worth it. And Iron Man fucks up. No, the it's the Hulk's fault because they can't anticipate something that like that. Yeah, and then Loki gets the the time stone, and that I guess is the spinoff to his show, right? Yeah, but he but it's but it's not the time stone; it's the space, space stone. stone. Sorry, so he travels through space. I get the blue ones confused. I get all of them confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean, could you name all the the stones and their? their I, mean, I can name all the stones, but I can't name where they are. Like I always forget. I think I, I think yeah. I probably could remember. Let's let's hear it, John. God, you fuck. Um, the was okay. So the suicide one, the soul stone. That's the soul, soul stone. stone. Yeah. And you, we just said Loki had the space stone when he traveled to go start his miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the look on his eyes. And did Tilda Swinton have the time one then? Because that's Doctor yep. Strange's. Uh, and there's like a space stone. Where the fuck was that at? Yeah, I said space. I said space. Okay, I said space. Is the tesseract like a nickname for one, or is that? The... Yeah, the tesseract is also. I've the totally space lost stone. track of how many I have. And it's also the cosmic cube. So, John, you said, uh, said reality, three? space, and time. Um, mind. mind. Yeah, is that one. Mind. That's the staff. So that's all the ones in New York. There's not a heart stone like Captain Planet, is there? I mean, I think Soul's kind of as close as you get. No Captain Planet still. Uh, so the two that are left are the, the one that uh, they get from Thor the Dark World and the one they get from Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor. So the red shit. Uh, the Aether. Aether. I remember it by that name. I guess I don't remember. I thought I did. That one's also the Reality Stone, the gotcha. red one. And then uh, the purple one from Guardians of the Galaxy is the Power Stone. Like the video game. Which, which makes big energy blasts. Is that the one that comes in a ball? Uh, the Power Stone is the one that comes in the gray ball. Yeah, that they have to open up. That I have a replica of because it came with my DVD box set. Blu-ray box set. Sorry. DVDs. Come on. DVD. Digital TV screen. I liked the Thor uh, Dark World scene because um, Rene Russo got very unceremoniously killed off. 
Um, so it was nice to bring her back. Uh, and also, I've been telling uh, John and Colin about how the Marvel movies are all about dads, and like Thor is the one who's like the most about dads. Uh, so I liked that his character arc ends with him finally getting some good advice from his mom and realizing that it's not about being the man he wants to be. It's about being the man that he is. Uh, we established this is all about dads on our Infinity War podcast. This isn't something you've been telling me and Colin. We all came to that conclusion oh, I forgot a year that. ago. I don't remember that conversation, so I'm just taking all the credit because I want we it. We said that it's a it's a series it. of good dads and bad dads. Or at least Infinity War Good was. dads and bad dads. Because <laughs> Thanos is the ultimate bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last place they go to in the time heist is the 1970s, which is the only like time travel that's just a, a totally new place. Thoughts? Uh, super handsome Michael Douglas. <laughs> i am 100 i'm 1000 percent behind de-aging technology it looks great when you have all the money uh, yeah i, I <laughs> i'm all about it if you have the budget you gotta have all the money though of course disney i has. feel like i've seen it i mean even in uh i feel like star wars with like um with leia and in, in rogue one i'm not sure how they shot that but that looked weird that didn't seem that like really de-aging, though. That, that was just totally CG. I know the way they do it in these Marvel yeah. movies. They have, like, the actor, and then they have, like, another actor that looks like that actor, and then they merge the footage together, and then there's also some CG work over that. Is this the same technology that they've been using since they made scrawny Captain America in the first Avenger? Well, I wonder, because it sounds like they all include having another actor, and then you merge with the actor. So it's probably similar so yeah probably it looked great in that too and we'll get to what they did with cap later on uh some more cameos in the 70s you have um fucking howard stark again can't get enough of that fucking asshole (laughs) Uh, how old is he supposed to be in the 1970, what would be your guess? What, like, what, he's like 40s, 50s, 30s? I'd say he's in his 50s. Okay. I don't I mean, buy him as a younger version of how old John Slattery already is. Looks ridiculous. Yeah, that's the problem with John Slattery is because he looks like 20 years older than he is. <laughs> Who plays Howard Stark in The First Avenger? Uh, how's that little, how's that guy's name? Dominic From Cooper. Preacher? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right, Dominic Cooper. Is that the only different Howard Stark? No, they have a different Howard Stark picture, I think, in yeah, the first in Iron the first Man. Iron Man yeah. But that guy kind of looks like the new one. Yeah. It's like pretty close. John Slattery is in so many. John Slattery has played Howard Stark, I think I looked this up, as many times, or maybe one more time, than Pierce Brosnan played James Bond. I mean, Bond. Who, has, who has more screen time, though, when you combine that? <laughs> <laughs> you think he's on screen yeah, more than Pierce Brosnan? I'd be surprised if John Slattery's screen time is more than 20 minutes total. In the entire <laughs> yeah, where's series? that super cut? He just keeps, he just keeps coming back. Yeah. Do you think he's got more appearances uh, in him in the future? I 
can't imagine why they would have a reason to work him into it. But he fucking died on screen, and he's appeared in three movies since then. So, uh, also speaking of Dominic Cooper, Jarvis shows up. James Darcy, the first uh, TV show call up. He played the real life Jarvis in Agent Carter, and he's in the seventies. So it counts. Nancy, all the TV shows matter. They're all canon. You gotta watch all of them. Boom. But even the Netflix ones? No, not the Netflix ones. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Those are the ones I want to watch, though. Yeah, I know. They're actually good, but too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read an interview with the, the screenwriters, um, Marcus and McFeely, and they, um, they said that they thought about bringing in Luke Cage and the others, but that the audience would be like, who are these guys? And it would have ruined the movie, so they didn't do it. Even just for like five seconds? Yeah, just like to be in the crowd in the final battle. That would have been sweet. It would have been It totally didn't stop sweet. them from including the kid from Iron Man 3 at the end. Everyone's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, who the hell is that? Everybody was. <laughs> so they still had that problem. So they fucked up. Oh, yeah, but it was like, it was kind of sweet when like you found out. Sure. Like, oh, I'm gonna, yeah, like more people would have recognized Daredevil than that kid. Because he's not even the same age yeah. anymore. <laughs> That's why I don't recognize him. That's he's why like no one recognized him. How would you? <laughs> Unless he's wearing like a Iron Man three T shirt or something. That would sweet. Huge name tag and an Iron Man three T shirt. A name tag. Yeah, just like, like one of those sticker name tags that "Hello, my name is Kid from Iron Man three. Okay. <laughs> I meant his character name. Well, does anyone know now, his character name, though? Yeah, I do. What is course. it? Harley. Okay. Uh, also, cameos in 1970. We get another community actor, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown, shows up because the Russos direct a lot of episodes of Community. Uh, and we also get the last Stan Lee cameo that's going to happen in an MCU movie, which is him driving by and going, make love, not war, I think. I think that's what he said, right? Something like that. He looked a lot like he actually looked like in the 70s. Yeah, (laughs) I think that was a great uh, one for him to go out on because the dude was a political guy and Marvel has really handled politics poorly. But (laughs) at least least Stan the man got his moment. I like that. All right. uh, And so then the final act of the movie is, of course, the uh, the end game. So we have... uh, evil past thanos sees what's going on through past nebula's eye camera and puts it all together and has past nebula go to the future and bring all of thanos's army to the avengers compound and shit goes wild <laughs> but a boom yeah, they just like fought a lot. I don't know what there is to talk about, really. <laughs> this is some good fighting, I guess. Um, for, okay, so for me, the the thing that sticks out about the third act is, um, and we just talked about the Infinity Stones, uh, so it's like well, almost following my notes. Like each of those Infinity Stones gives you amazing power. Like all of them have been used as like the most important thing in the world in individual marvel movies um but this film treats them like they're useless individually and they're just like batteries for this glove that makes you really good at snapping except for that one punch 
Except for the one punch where at the very end where Thanos is like, I know what I'm doing with this. Everyone else is an idiot. <laughs> um, and so there are moments in the movie like where like uh, Hulk has the time stone and Captain America is like, if we screw this up, we can't travel through time anymore. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? You have the time stone. You are the master of time right now. Um, but is that just me being like too keyed into this? Did that bother you guys at all that like all this movie is is a MacGuffin for snapping your fingers? I didn't really think about it, but now I'm wondering, can just any irregular person use a regular stone on its own? Is that established? Because I know to use the glove, you gotta be like super human, super strong, and even that might kill you. But like, have we seen like a normal person use a stone? So I think that's legit, um, because we know that the only people that have used the Time Stone have been Thanos and wizards. So maybe you got to be a wizard to use the Time like, Stone. I just figure maybe it'll blow up your hand. It's like, you know, it's like a firecracker or something. Yeah, and that's what happened with the Power Stone. There was that, like, pink girl who picked up the Power Stone in Guardians of the Galaxy, and she blew up. So then at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, like, the whole team had to hold hands to not blow up with the power stone. I think it's just too hard to... You, you got all those gloves... You have the glove. It's too hard to, like, strategize how to use it in the heat of the moment like that. I don't think they were planning on Thanos showing up in that moment. It's kind of just trying to keep people away from the glove instead of taking the stones out. And even then, when it mattered most, they did take the stones out. So I, it didn't bother me that they weren't using those to their advantage. Plus, they were faring pretty well. They had everybody everybody on their side final battle and people were going fucking nuts in the audience cheering for every character as they showed up there's a part where it's all the female superheroes showing up and there was there's 11 year old kid next to me screaming everybody's name as they appeared because <laughs> <laughs> he, he knew he, did you know who those he were uh, it's debatable I kept. This is a movie where I was constantly hoping, but didn't expect a, some, a like a new character to show up. Not that we need any more, <laughs> but just like something new, like Silver Surfer or something to show up. <laughs> at the beginning, at the beginning, I didn't say it earlier when Robert Downey is in the spaceship. I'm like, come on, Silver Surfer! I hope it's Silver Surfer that rescues him. I mean, I know that's way more, and it's like, how is Silver Surfer gonna be any different from like Vision? In terms of how he acts, I, I just feel like you gotta have a character who's like so famous that he doesn't need any introduction, and people just be like, "Woo!" Like Wolverine. Yeah, I guess like Wolverine. <laughs> I was trying to think of who who that would be, but I, I guess one of the X Men's. But in that battle, Wolverine's not even helping that much. It's a waste of Wolverine. I'm so. I think this is um, this is the thing though is the Russos more than anything are the guys who are really good at Marvel action scenes, and so of course they're gonna be the ones to do the big final battle with all the characters, but the rest of the movie doesn't have a ton of action in it, and I kind of prefer those first two acts more, so that has me wondering if you guys also feel that way, and if so. Should someone else have directed this movie? No, I I liked I liked the battle a lot, and I liked where it was, and I liked how long it was. And <laughs> like I, 
because uh, the the whole the whole movie I'm like just waiting for that. Not like yeah. Not waiting, not looking forward to it, but just like I know it's coming, right? It, it it's it's inevitable. Like Exactly. Uh, so I was like Thanos. <laughs> exactly. So like I it was inevitable, so I'm like so I kept thinking, "Oh, like oh, here it comes." Yeah. Like the whole movie. But then I was pleasantly like so when it finally got there, it really paid off and it wasn't like it wasn't like friggin' 88 minutes of Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah, know? I think it just doesn't have the added element of surprise that the other two acts have where yeah well, i don't think we knew what to expect from the part of the last avengers movie that wasn't a giant battle yeah it was all just a matter of how much of the movie is going to be a giant battle yeah and, and it was really fun to see everybody and everybody get their little moment and all that stuff i i, I like yeah. the build up to a final battle as well and i feel like <laughs> what makes that final battle so good is not necessarily like how well it's choreographed or anything. It's, um, it's more of like an emotional payoff. It's an emotional way of seeing all these characters reunited fighting together. Like that was what made it a good fight. Not necessarily what actually happened in the fight for me. Yeah. Just, I don't, did Pepper Potts have a suit in Iron Man three? Uh, no, she had actual superpowers in Iron Man three. <laughs> they gave her surgery to take that away. So, so like I, that was pretty shocking to me that she had a suit. I thought that was cool. Mm. Yeah. Even, and and of course they set that up with the helmet early on. Yeah, but I didn't pick that up. I thought it was just <laughs> a toy or something. I don't know. Um, Her superhero name, by the way, is Rescue. Makes sense. <laughs> what did you guys think of Captain America getting Thor's hammer? Because I heard some people say like it's a plot hole. What do you mean? Isn't it like from Age of Ultron? It, like, moves a little bit. Yeah, and Age of Ultron, it wiggles a little bit. And some people even think he was faking it. Like, he started to pick it up and realized it'd be embarrassing if he did. <laughs> so he just left it on the table. Yeah, I like that. I like it, too. I just, I'm just, uh, you know, telling you what, what, the, what the, fa- the real fans are saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people freaked out. Oh. Yeah, that was awesome. That was it gave us the moment where he, uh, like, like, the shield is destroyed. And he gets up and he's facing the whole army by himself, uh, which is awesome. And also gave us the funny moment where he catches Thor's axe and Thor catches the hammer. And Thor's like, no, 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 I get the big one. Yeah. Now, another thing, Sean, we were, I think we were watching that Red Letter Media video. I think that was where they mentioned that they didn't like. And I've heard a few other people comment on this, that the fact that Thanos dies at the beginning and then it's a new Thanos makes the payoff worse of when he dies because he hasn't gone through everything that the other Thanos went through. How do you feel about that, Sean? Uh, my stance is that Thanos is insane. and He's the um, Mad Titan. And, and the proof of that is that he has actual evidence that mourning makes it so that uh, his plan won't work. He does not create a grateful universe by snapping away half the people. He makes everyone sad and angry and want to kill him. Um, and instead of wanting to uh, not do his plan anymore, he wants to do an even more extreme version of his plan where he just kills everybody. Um, so I feel like um, the, the quote-unquote our Thanos, his story ended. He won and then got his head chopped off. And then we got a different version of Thanos that represents Thanos' like ideals and how stupid he is. 
and he also gets to be killed. So I'm fine with it. I'm that, I'm totally satisfied with like they they killed Thanos the man and also Thanos the idea. He's totally done. So I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know if it matters if we've seen him go through the arc of carrying out his plan because even like earlier in the movie when uh, uh what's her name <laughs> zoe saldana she's like she brings up the plan and he's like ah yes i i i know what that is like as if it's a foregone conclusion that it's all gonna work out and it's like i don't think it really affected him that much when he pulled off his plan he was like probably a little stoked but it's like He's so fucking smug, he knew it was all going to go perfectly. Well, yeah, I mean, I I feel like the, if you say our Thanos, like the Infinity War Thanos was just seemed more mature and thoughtful. And so I thought it was fun to see a younger Thanos that was a little more egotistical, a little more, I don't know, passionate. Not passionate. You know what I mean? Like He was just more like... He's just all about kicking ass. Yeah, it's it's a big difference from him stabbing Tony Stark and saying, "I hope they remember you," versus this one where he's like, "I'm gonna enjoy destroying this annoying fucking planet." <laughs> <laughs> like I, Thanos is really sympathetic in Infinity War. I mean, kind of sympathetic, but not empathetic. Yeah, right? like yeah. you get where he's coming from, yeah. but he's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Smug ass. Thanos is too strong, even without the Infinity Gauntlet. Seemed like they could they couldn't even beat him when he didn't have it. Captain Marvel was, but she didn't. But it's because he used the power stone. I guess. I guess I wouldn't just want them to kill him right there on the spot. Like, you got <laughs> he's got to get the glove back. There's the part where he headbutts Captain Marvel and she doesn't even like flinch. It's sweet. It is pretty sweet. I was just thinking about. He's so strong. I feel like they're getting pretty close to beating him when he had the Infinity Gauntlet in the first movie. But Sean, are you sad you didn't get to see her blow up that spaceship? Because <laughs> you went to the bathroom at that moment. Oh, what the hell? I'm, Sean went to the oh, bathroom? I know. Oh, I was very surprised. Oh, I don't think I've ever had to pee that bad in my entire <laughs> life. Like, my heart was racing. I had to pee so badly. I was like, the, the, once the thought popped in my head, like, would I still be friends with these people if I peed my pants? <laughs> I was like, okay, gotcha. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, so there is something more important to you than the Avengers, and that's shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it blew my mind. I was like, is that a family emergency? Where's Sean going? I assumed it was the bathroom. But... I shouldn't have bought the soda. I shouldn't have bought the soda. Yeah, I think that was the most shocking thing about the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking sick, Sean. And she's like, pew! Is it like when she shoots down the 50 other spaceships she shoots down in no, Captain Marvel? No, it's way fucking more intense. Because this one crashes into the Earth. It's like she shot down the ship from Independence Day. It's Yeah, that's pretty yeah. palpable. Okay, I mean, it just sounded like explosions. In it's the like, back. you see it, the, and then she like does the thing it. that you see in like a lot of cartoons where it's like a straight like line going right through it, and it takes a second before it blows up. Oh, nice. Like the, like in uh, The Last Jedi? Yeah. Or like something you'd see on like Gundam or something. Jump, <laughs> just rubbing it in now. So I'll probably see this in theaters like three times. 
Um, but yeah, not a lot of uh, time is spent on like the Guardians of the Galaxy or all the Wakanda people that got snapped, like Sam and Bucky and T'Challa. Um, Doctor Strange and his friend. Doctor Strange. And I love that one shot of Bucky friend? just like the, shooting what, a Benedict here. Wong. Oh, Wong, yeah. Oh, his name's just Wong. His name is Wong. That's pretty yeah. easy to remember. <laughs> I always find it funny when to to watch the characters that are just like you know like Black Widow or Bucky that their superpowers like they're good at shooting guns, <laughs> and it's just like Bucky's just sitting there with a rifle just. <laughs> it's like okay. I, did, um. So War Machine was like he he like lost his suit right? Did he do anything in the final battle? I don't remember him doing. Anything. Oh, well, yeah, irrelevant. Just hanging out. Um, so we haven't, I've been, like, trying to save them. Uh, the, the big two Avengers, Tony and Steve. Who you guys want to talk about first? We'll talk about Tony. Okay. Uh, so, obviously, the MCU starts with Iron Man, and, like, at least this chapter of it ends with, with him uh, going down. And I was totally okay with it. That was great. <laughs> I like the, you know, it's like a line that you know he's going to say. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I mean, there's, you know, there's a few tear-jerking moments in this movie, and this woman, like five people down from me, was just sobbing the entire movie. <laughs> like, so loud. And, like, blowing her nose, and, like, she just could not stop crying. So when did she start? Just, like, you know, like the... I think the first time I noticed it was the um, the Black Widow death. Okay. But so like yeah. that whole fight, that whole fight, she was just like, just like really, just letting it letting it rip. It was, I thought she was <laughs> laughing at first. Then I was like, I looked over and I was like, oh no, she's 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 having a rough time. That's so weird to me because like this didn't strike me as a movie with like a lot of cry moments. I guess maybe the end end was like teary eyed, but I'm an easy cry too. And like, I was just so ready for some of the big characters <laughs> to die that I was like, okay, there you go. That's, that's what I was, I was yeah. expecting that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought the whole, like he, he didn't even say much at the end, did he? It was just pepper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone was comforting him. Yeah. I thought and pepper was kind of, well, he said really, the most important really thing nice. before that, when he said, I am Iron Man. I was really hoping that they'd yeah. put distortion over his voice and then cue Iron Man. <laughs> I am Iron Man. That would have been cool, but also kind of stupid. <laughs> when he snaps so I guess I mixed on the idea. Um... I basically went into the movie thinking the end for Tony Stark was what we got in the five years later part. Like, I thought that this was going to be, like, superheroing is taking too much of a toll on him. He can't physically do it anymore. So he's retired. He's got a family. Maybe he helps out with science ideas every once in a while. I thought, like, they'd want to keep him around, but except the fact that dude's getting old and can't star in action movies forever. Uh, unlike Tom Cruise. Um... <laughs> 
so once they like did that at, in the first act, I was like, okay, so he's gonna die. But what about the fact that like Robert Downey Jr. literally doesn't have to do anything in these movies? <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like he's doing Tom Cruise stunts. He just like, steps up. It's just like close ups of his suit. face in a dark room. Yeah. <laughs> so as long as he takes his helmet off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're probably also sick of paying him money because he's getting percentage instead of, uh, you know, just a dollar amount. I mean, it was it's time for him to go. That's good. Yeah. It was it was and financially a good decision. <laughs> I know. I just meant. I mean, like in the story wise. Yeah, but it was also a good decision financially. I mean, you know, Uncle Bob Iger's he's making the money. So we got to see the selfish man evolve into a uh, selfless superhero. The flip side of that is we get to watch the selfless superhero take his chance to become a selfish man and have a normal life. How'd you guys feel about Steve Rogers? That was nice. Yeah. I thought he looked like Joe Biden. <laughs> he did look like Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> it was that definitely blew my mind. Like after a couple seconds, I was like, oh, yeah, "I ain't coming back," but I didn't. I didn't know he's gonna pop up as old man. That's that's just. Well, like, I thought it was young. I thought it was young, scrawny, Captain America. Steve it seemed Rogers. like he like was like, that body type again. Like he, really, yeah. But clearly, like like if you try to do the math, like he's got to be like super old. So, I guess some of his Superman strength went into keeping him alive and. Maybe withered it down a bit. Yeah, he looks great if you consider he's probably in his hundred tens. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows how much longer he's got? Probably not mm-hmm. much longer. How how long did Peggy live in that timeline? Well, she died in uh, the start of Captain America: Civil War. Oh, that's true. So like twenty fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing is like, either he's in the same timeline, and so. It's like he was just like always hiding somewhere whenever they visited Peggy or there's it's like the split reality thing where he like but if it was the split reality wouldn't he wouldn't show up there well but maybe he kept the time thing and then like after after everything once he caught up to that point he's like I'm gonna ditch this reality and go back to my other one just so I feel like know. that's the only way you can explain it, what Sean just said, is that he went back and then he just came back to, to tell them what happened and, and to give uh, Falcon the shield and stuff yeah, he had to scoop up a new shield because the other shield got destroyed and give it to I keep Falcon. Forgetting, yeah, like we were saying, it's established that you don't go back and change the timeline. You go back to another parallel mm-hmm. universe or whatever. I was just thinking that he, like, I was like, what is he? Because, th- you know, he probably put, a, like, you know, a reminder on his calendar, like, this day I got to go to the woods and <laughs> sit in this chair. <laughs> Drag I was like, oh, what if he forgets? Also, what oh, if he that's... doesn't live that long? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he has a lockbox thing, like in Back to the Future 3. You no, know, now I'm, you know what's getting me confused now, though? Is so he came back as an old man to tell them about what happened. Why can he have. How many times can he go back and forth? Could he only go back like a handful of times? I think they want you to think that 
he went to the same. I timeline. think that's what they think too. Yeah. Even though they established that's not how it works, which is confusing, because <laughs> if that's not how it works and there are parallel universes, why do you be like, you know what? I'm not, I don't think I'm going to let them know what happened until I'm like 110 years old. <laughs> Instead of just going back like on a slow, like, oh, I don't have anything going on today. I guess I'll go back and tell them what happened today. <laughs> no, I'm going to wait till I'm 110. See, that's the stuff that I'm sure doesn't make sense, but I just, it doesn't bother me enough to be like, oh, this movie's not terrible. Like, 169 worst things about It's way more powerful for him to come back as an old man and show them that he finally got to have the life that he always wanted. Like, that's what you should do, you know, to give you that emotion. That's the story, is he's been a man at a time. He could not ever be happy because he got thrown forward in time 70 years so if you're gonna do a time travel story you gotta have a pretty fucking good reason to not let captain america go back to his home mm. and they didn't have one because time travel is confusing and once you start making rules it gets more confusing not less <laughs> uh, i think that basically wraps up the plot of the movie does anyone have a, like an mvp favorite avenger Funniest Avenger? I mean, Thor's always my favorite. Mine too. I like Professor really Hulk, excited for definitely it. Fat Thor. I, I hope that uh, Korg is in uh, As Guardians of the Galaxy. Korg? Okay, <laughs> Who? yeah. Isn't that his the name? Rock yeah, right. oh, the Rock yeah, 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 yeah. Taika Waititi yep. plays? Yeah, okay. He better be in the He's just got to stick around. Do you guys... You know, Taika Waititi's playing... The IG-88 droid in The Mandalorian. Is it IG-88 or just an IG-88 It's just like his, droid. his type of droid. Mm. Okay. But I'm assuming it's just going to be exactly like Korg. <laughs> hey, man. How'd you go? I'm Benny Hunter. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm sorry I shot you a little bit there. <laughs> I, um, something I was thinking about, and now I don't know how I feel about it. Has time travel ruined the future marvel movies because now that's an option right they got that pym shit everywhere and the that <laughs> spectral verse i can't remember what it's called so so they can hand wave it because the infinity stones are gone uh thanos destroyed them and and cap took the other ones back in time so there's no infinity stones you can't use those anymore and hank pym doesn't like anyone using pym particles that's been established. The only reason they got to take them was because they stole them from him while he was dead. Or so you don't think even if it's like, oh my god, I'm Spider-Man and the world's gonna end, can I use some of your Pym particles? No. You don't think you'd let him use them? No. No. He's well, a dick. He's that much of a dick that he let all of humanity end? Hank Pym is like, we had one chance to come back. We blew it. Let us die. I just feel like... It makes it really hard to write future Marvel movies because you have to take that into consideration. But also, Spider-Man probably doesn't know who Hank Pym is. I was just using Spider-Man at the as same example. time. Like it could be anyone. I guess as long as they don't know the Avengers very well, it's okay. <laughs> but if they know the Avengers have those, then it's like, or even if they do like another Ant-Man movie, you'd be like, hey, come on, let's just travel through time like that one time. We know it's safe. We've done it a couple times. Mm. It's not a big deal, but I've definitely it's on my mind. It's the, I had the same problem with uh, Harry Potter when like they had the time travel in the third movie. 
<laughs> I just kind of yeah. ignored it. That was really big problem. <laughs> yeah, so I guess could we talk about the future of Marvel just sure, a little I'd bit? Love to. Yeah. Um, okay, so this phase is not over. <laughs> Spider-Man: Far From Home is technically the ending of this phase. Whoa! And I want to like Homecoming. The best part about of that movie for me is how it's about like living in the Marvel universe. And so, even though we've had the one trailer for this movie, I wonder if secretly Far From Home is all about how weird it is that this like class of kids has like some of their like peers are five years older than them now like some of their <laughs> teachers are five years older than them now they're like in college or uh, they moved on you know some of them have parents that like probably lost their families and like remarried and started new families and now their kids are back like some there's some crazy shit <laughs> that happens as a result of did, did peter half the people in the world disappearing and coming back did ned get dusted he did, and we see a shot of them both hugging uh, at the end so of the So he's the same age. It looks like from the Far From Home trailer, all the main characters from Homecoming all got dusted because okay. they're all the same age. That's good. <laughs> it's good those kids got killed yeah. for a little while. Yeah. For just the five years. Yeah. Well, they didn't, it didn't feel like five years to me. <laughs> but, I mean, even, even outside of the other people moving on, there's the, the weirdness of, oh, it's not 2018 anymore, it's 2023. How come if Spider-Man got dusted on, like, some other planet, how how could he, when he re-snapped, when everyone was in Wakanda, how did Spider-Man get to Wakanda? Oh, uh, no, he came in through a different portal with Doctor Strange. Oh. Uh, but Doctor, then Doctor Strange just knew everybody was in Wakanda to let him in? Yeah, because he had used the Time Stone to see how everything turned out. Oh, yeah, he knows the fucking guy. He knows the things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I'm just curious to Sean if, like, you've. I, I don't know. Do you feel like a real sense of closure after this movie? Because I feel like I have. Like, I'm kind of feeling like it's the end of an era in a way. Like, I know these movies are going to go on, but I do wonder if, like,. The future Marvel movies won't quite have the impact that these these past ones will. I don't know. Maybe the way that they tried to do the Hobbit and it it just didn't feel as special as when they did the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, because I mean that trilogy was a really special thing that hadn't really been done before, and the the same kind of goes for these you know this giant twenty two movie series. Yeah, um, I would say that it does sort of feel like an era of my life has ended, Um, and I'm like I'm kind of enjoying that feeling right now, (laughs) Um, just like feeling like okay, that's over, and I can move on. Like, honestly, it's hitting me harder than turning thirty a few months ago (laughs) hit me. It's like oh shit, that's done. Um, But of course, there are superheroes that are going to get sequels that I do care about in this group. I think I like Captain Marvel. I like black panther i like i love the guardians of the galaxy uh, i like doctor strange uh we're gonna get another black widow movie which has to be a prequel at this point right i can't imagine what else that is <laughs> which is pr- fine because scarlett johansson's still what like 33 nuts that she's been through all this I mean, unless they go with your theory which i did like about captain america 
bringing her back when he goes to return the stone. I think you could make that work. Yeah. But it really hit me how much of, like, Marvel, for me, is Iron Man and Captain America. Like, those are my guys. Fucking Captain America was in a movie every year from 2010 <laughs> to this year. Every single year I got to go see Captain America. Um, and I don't know how I'm going to feel the same way about Shang-Chi in, in 10 years from now. Uh, I mean... Is it going to be... It has to be X-Men, right? Well, the, here's the thing. Like, yeah, they have some great franchises, potentially. But, like, how long are they going to have to wait to do those? Like, there's a shitty X-Men movie coming out this year that we all have to not <laughs> go see. Yeah, but well, that's got to be the last one. I It definitely will. Because yeah. I, I, I know, like, Marvel's talked about, like, we want to do the X-Men but we have to give it some time. Yeah, and have that's, to yeah. restart it. That's fine. It's just that might be phase two of the new. Yeah, I think it's doing the X Men, and I think it's doing the Fantastic Four, which should have been fucking easy. I don't know how it's been <laughs> fucked up so many times. Is that they, they? You need tent poles, and like I don't think Captain Marvel is a tent pole. I don't think Doctor Strange is a tent. Yeah, pole. I guess I was also just wondering, like, do you think they'll do a another? avengers style movie where it's just like everybody's coalescing into one film i don't oh, know if they would call it the avengers but i, I, I guess mean, they, they got it. it there's so many spinoff names they could use they call it the new avengers i mean that's a comic book line. yeah um okay. I, they're gonna have a very hard time upping the stakes from these last two <laughs> avengers movies so yeah. i hope they uh they focus on origin stories that are i mean that's the thing is We've just had Black Panther and Captain Marvel, which were good origin stories. Yeah, and like Black Panther can be a temple. That's you know. Yeah, like, yeah. But you, you got. I, I mean, you're gonna have to have Deadpool. It's gonna be sweet. X Men is such a fucking mess right now. And Deadpool, you know, I can. I cannot believe they're making this X Men movie. Uh, it looks so fucking bad. I feel like nobody was excited when we saw it. No, 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 no. They're, no. they're finally getting it right, John. <laughs> oh, they're finally getting it right? That, to me, is the great joke, is what if they just nail this? It's the perfect adaptation of the Dark Phoenix story. We finally get the X-Men team we've been waiting for. They're all there. And it's meaningless. <laughs> well, there's just no fucking way. they got to start all over that's going to be so hard, though. You have to wait a while for that to work. And, like, let's say they are successful with that eventually. What are you going to do in the meantime? You're just going to have all these sequels, like we were but saying. I don't, know, Strange, I don't know how long you really have to wait. Like, three, I, I four years? Like, cause how long, the thing how is, long like, is it before Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah. That's the thing is MCU fans will, like, be like, okay, this is different. Like, this is the MCU. Yeah, they'll get the word out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just mean, like... <laughs> they'll reverse spoil it. They'll, they'll explain everything to I don't. I don't mean like that. I just mean that, like, people that are fans of... Not, like, hardcore MCU fans, but, like, people that know that, the, okay, this is... This this is in the Iron Man universe now. Okay, this is going to be good. Like, they're, we're going to see this. I think if you <laughs> wait too long and you have a couple... I don't know, shitty whatever... Uh, Doctor Strange 2 sucks dick, you know? Like, if, if, if you have, like, that... Not a fan? I'm just saying... You didn't what, like the first Doctor saying, Strange or something? I, I thought it was fine. Okay. 
I think, yeah. But I'm just saying, right. like, what if Doctor Strange 2 sucks? And what if Black Panther 2 is not as good? And, it, like, the MCU is losing steam. And you wait too long. And then you're like, X-Men, X-Men, X-Men. You know? I feel like it could lose its... Uh, I guess I, I also have to wonder, like, it, are superhero movies going to be, the, like, the big blockbuster genre forever like they could yeah, fade true. away it's possible yeah. i i think nothing lasts forever so i think yeah. they will be a lesser they'll always be a thing but they will be a lesser presence um for a little while at least and maybe they'll come back as the biggest thing in a handful of years but you know things ebb and flow i think you're right john i mean um i've always had the counter argument when people say superhero fatigue uh, is a thing that uh, superhero comics have been going since the 30s, and like they just got more and more popular over time, <laughs> with a few uh, boom and bust cycles. So I don't, it's not, I don't think they're gonna like stop. I don't, I think the MCU will keep going for a while. I bet the X Men show up in a post credit scene by 2022. We'll, yeah, we'll, there'll be something. I mean, I'm thinking about it, and I think you can pull it off. Like if you tell nerds. There's a new Wolverine. Like, the moment that happens, every nerd is going to jizzle over their computer screen <laughs> in unison. Like, people fucking love Wolverine. Like, yeah. if you introduce him in your new X-Men team, it's an instant success. Yeah, they're, they're kind of lucky that it's been a while. It will have been a while since Wolverine has been gone. That's, yeah. Because yeah. you got to have Wolverine. I'm thinking, like, I was thinking, like, oh, you could do a new X-Men that starts with, like, the original team. But it's like, no, you got to start with the Wolverine team. It Sorry, is it is weird though because they kind of tried to reboot everything by making them young, but it just it's like this like weird they're, mishmash. But they're old now. Like they did that ten years ago. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh my well, God. yeah. I don't know how old anyone is they're, in those movies or when they're set. It's so confusing. <laughs> it's fucking wild. The Dark Phoenix is you know the end game for this x-men franchise has been going from the year 2000 longer than the mcu yeah. less movies but it's been going longer and here it is their big final movie and nobody gives a shit <laughs> <laughs> like i don't give a shit and i'm me i just wrote about every marvel movie well i consider myself a huge x-men fan and i still haven't even seen uh, apocalypse or <laughs> i don't give a shit but like it's crazy for me to think that first class and dark phoenix are in the same series of films like they're so distantly related to me it's bizarre well, like i love connected. days of future past it's like i love it but i just do and, not but care. who was the, but who was the star of days of future past wolverine yeah where the fuck's wolverine now <laughs> yeah he's gone that's that's true i think that's yeah logan was a great finale for that series and they should have just stopped yeah this Dark Phoenix thing is so confusing, and it's just fucking everything up. Um, I also think there's, like, the the tone of superhero movies right now is very fitting for our political landscape, where it feels very hopeless, and, like, you need inspirational figures that are willing to take a stand against impossible odds. So I think the future of the genre is whatever the future of America is. Um, and if we just keep going down a dark path, it's going to be harder and harder to justify these movies. But if, if something else happens, maybe we'll move in a different direction. Maybe we'll finally get a good Superman movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Feel those Yang bucks? Hell yeah. It's going to happen. 
I'm really hoping that uh, Dark Universe Attempt 2 works. That's what I'm going to be invested in for a while, if it works. What is that? So, you know how they like did Dark Universe? <laughs> it is totally fucking disaster. What is Dark so, Universe? Is that what it was called? The, uh, the, the horror one? Yep, that's oh, what's called the yeah, Dark yeah. Universe. But they're, so the they're mummy. Kinda, they're like hush hush starting again, but like with low budget movies, and they're doing Invisible Woman. Are they hush hush starting again? Something that never started. Well, if they, they're not, they're not calling it Dark Universe, but like this is definitely like that that what was supposed to be that Johnny Depp Invisible Man movie, and now they're kind of just like reworking it into a low budget movie. That's is a it, horror movie. Is Johnny Depp still in it? No, it's Elizabeth. Moss. So what the fuck is the point of that sweet picture they took? <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean that's what John's saying though. They didn't take a new version know, of that sweet picture. That is the picture I love. <laughs> so how many times does that happen? That's kind I of love like how they that, that one. That's like how they did that one Comic Con where Channing Tatum was there because he was going to be Gambit, and <laughs> Gambit, then that never yeah. happened. <laughs> Where's our Gambit movie? Sick. So Russell Crowe's uh, anyway. not in it either. Well, who knows? Because he's already in the Mummy. Right. I guess it depends on if they want to keep that going. <laughs> Just such a good character. <laughs> but it's sad, you know. Like to try to bring it back, it's like Marvel nailed like how you do this universe, and now that it's it's over, and it'll still kind of go on. Like it's like what happens now? Like that was the one cinematic universe that made sense, and like. Can it still sustain itself? It's, was it was it just me or sad. like I feel like when I like in two thousand eight and like after like the Hulk and like seeing that first like Tony Stark was in the Hulk you know <laughs> and but I still felt like it was just like rumors like I felt like it wasn't like well they might do this like this might happen but who knows. Yeah, I don't think they announced it until maybe 2009 that like that was the real plan. Yeah. Of Iron Man 2. Yeah. Thor Cap Avengers. Yeah. So like it was still pretty like Yeah, they just didn't get ahead of themselves. <laughs> yeah. And and they definitely did during phase 2 and they've scaled it back and Kevin Feige has said that he's going to talk about the future uh, after Spider-Man Far From Home. And he's a smart dude. They haven't screwed up, like, really that much at all through all these movies. So, um, I don't take the fact that this is a good movie as a sign that they're going to stop making good movies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to forget how. We used up all our good ideas. Time to use some of the bad ones. <laughs> um, we about done? Okay. So I'd just like to say that Marvel uh, superheroes, for the most part, were created by tragedies or accidents. So like Tony Stark lost Jensen, Peter Parker lost Uncle Ben, Steve Rogers lost that Stanley Tucci Dr. Einstein guy, and then everybody. <laughs> um, so even like the whole Avengers team had to lose Agent Coulson to become the team and that's why they're called the avengers because they're the guys that keep fighting for the people that they've lost and that's for me why this was a great finale to that franchise so that's it for us you can find more at mildlypleased.com more podcasts if you search on itunes for mildly pleased uh that's 
it for us for now. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll speak to you next time.